0: Welcome to Pull the Pin Already, a place where average veterans come to share their opinions on the world we live in. We can't guarantee you're going to like our opinions.
1: But we promise we're going to enjoy giving them to you. I'm Jim. And I'm Mike.
2: And I'm Fiona.
1: Woo-hoo! Let's pull the pin. Yes. All right. <laughs> it's getting better and better, baby. Awesome.
0: <laughs> Quality is improving.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Just by the yep. guest.
1: Welcome back, Fiona.
2: Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. back.
1: So what do you want to talk about
0: today? Laundry. Yes, that's what I was thinking about. Laundry. laundry. Dirty laundry. Yes.
2: Dirty, la- dirty laundry, not just any laundry. How about dirty right. laundry in combat?
1: Yes, dirty laundry in combat.
2: <laughs> I can't tell a- you much about it. Most of mine got stolen. So, uh,
0: <laughs> this oh, it sounds like g- a weird fetish story. We're not really sure. No, you want no, to listen I just, to. it would
2: not. I put my bag in there, my laundry bag, and come back. Bereft of items I had submitted. Particular items, of course. Yes. Ah. Yes.
1: I have seen that a lot over there.
0: Really? Did you have yeah. a nice collection, Mike?
2: Um, no,
0: because most of the women were
1: bigger than me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not the size, Mike. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs>
0: Whoa, I think this is not the subject we're trying. Oh, to talk no, no, right?
2: <laughs> women in, women in common. So, totally, this is totally what we're talking about tonight. Yeah. We're talking about whether or not it is the size. That oh. is absolutely relevant to this.
0: Uh, y- yeah, we'll have to put a disclaimer on this one.
2: <laughs> I mean, my size. Jeez, guys. We're <laughs> oh, okay, all
0: right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, women are a big, a big part of our subject, and uh, combat is another side, right? That's right. Yes. So,
2: Why don't we just put them together?
0: Yes, but in reverse. Women, combat. Combat women? women?
2: Combat. Combat women?
1: Combat women, yeah. Combat women. women. Combat, combat women. Should we combat like women,
0: that. or <laughs> we so, women combat?
1: Come on, we were going good,
0: Jim. <laughs> all right, my bad. All right, all right. Sorry, I'll stay out of this one. You guys figure it out. <laughs> so,
1: as a woman, Fiona, mm-hmm. and you've been to combat, of course. So, what can you tell us about your experiences?
2: <sighs> what can I tell you about my experiences? You know, I...
0: besides for the laundry being stolen.
2: <laughs> oh, well, <Yeah. laughs> I mean, is besides, there anything else? Is there anything yeah, else important?
1: besides um, men, men thinking you shouldn't have been there?
2: actually you know i really i really didn't get that i I really really didn't yeah i really didn't have a problem with that i think the the only thing that i experienced that made me feel girl soldier versus any other type of soldier was you know when the guys you know when a team comes back after you know six months in the desert they show up on on a major post and they see a female for the first time in six months and they they you know
0: No, we don't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I remember one time I actually, I was on guard duty and we had these huge towers. And uh, so it was my time, my turn to take one of the towers. And so I go up there and, you know, I'm manning my tower and I'm looking over the village and I'm protecting and I'm doing my deal and, and radio check. And so each tower calls in and it's my turn and I call in and there's silence. I'm waiting for the next radio check and there's silence and I... I look and there's like binoculars pointed at me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But I find it funny. I find it funny. I mean, ultimately, what was Afghanistan like for me? It was there were probably maybe a total of 50 females and we had an hour to shower and clean. And uh, the rest of the day, the shower tent was for the guys because there was, you know, three times as many. Yeah. Yeah. it was local nationals thinking it's funny to you know, flirt with us or, you know, you know. but otherwise, you know, my experience was um, different than, than a number of, of females in combat in that, uh, you know, I spent a lot of my career in the field, a whole lot. I was in a tactical unit mm. and there are a lot of physiological issues a lot of physiological issues um, when you're in the field I'm not going to get graphic but when you're in the field there's there, there are times when it is in fact really unhygienic well, and what are you going to do
0: right. what are you going to yeah. do isn't, isn't that one of the army things too like when they do noise light discipline and all that stuff well isn't smell part of that
2: yeah. Well, I mean, I guess by, by day five we're all pretty rank, regardless. Yeah, yeah. But I will I say kinda... that females we tend to we tend to get a little bit more ranked than the guys do.
0: I, I can imagine. Mm.
2: really do. I think you know when it comes to females in combat, you know, there have been six females in in U.S. Army history have earned Silver Star, and I say absolutely kudos. You know, you know I don't. I'm a soldier. I don't call myself a female soldier. I am a soldier, and that is the way it is. I don't talk about the first female to do this. I, I say that is a person who is doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't we can't deny the fact that um, there's a new there's a new Army PT test, the Army Combat Fitness Test, and Army Times reports. Senators are noting that Army data shows a consistent 65% failure rate for women and a 10% failure rate for men. Combine that with the standard Army physical fitness test, where the two-mile run for a female for max is 1554 for the 17 to 23, that's not even passing for a male at the same age. Mm. So there is... Courage does not come in a particular size. It doesn't come with a particular level of strength. And I, I wanna make that perfectly clear. Right. Um, but, and I had this, I actually had this discussion with someone once, not too long ago, when the bullets are flying, I wanna know the person who's dragging me off the ground <laughs> is physically capable of doing so. Right. You know, a, a 45 pound rock is really heavy it's really, really heavy. And those are, those those are just facts. Those are not things that I can change. I can't change the fact that I'm not tall enough to complete some of the obstacles at the aerosol course. I'm, I, I am five feet tall. Right. I can, there have been times when I've actually had to have someone on an airplane pull down the anchor line cable so I could hook my my universal stat, static line snap hook because I was wow. too small.
0: So what you're talking about is a standard, right? And that standard, regardless of gender, shouldn't matter. If you got a four foot nine male who can't reach it either, he shouldn't be doing it either. Yep. But the, the, the thing that I think people like to ignore is that there are differences between men and women mm-hmm. that you can't ignore. You just can't ignore them. No,
2: no you really can't. And, and I think, you know, <clears throat> just, just keeping within the, the physiological, the psychological is, you know, its own subject to talk about. Um, we can't, we can't deny that the, the cue angle between my hips and my knees are On average, it's a great deal different than yours, and so the impact of running it physiologically affects me more negatively, according to data.
0: Well, I would imagine that's just—I would imagine just the fact that your body was designed to push out other human beings—that you're not going to be designed like a man.
2: Exactly, it doesn't have that need, and it's not—it's not a shame thing. It's not. It's simply the sky is blue and the ground is solid under my feet right now and I have a physiology that, is, that, that has nothing to do with my ideology, it has nothing to do with discrimination, it is simply what it is. Standards, right. And, and I'm, really, I'm actually really excited about the idea that we have a standardized PT test.
0: Yeah, I think um, I think to me, people focus on the the other side. The physiology thing kind of gets pushed to the side as uh, sexism, I guess. I don't know.
2: Which I, I you know, I hear that and it, and it kind of makes me angry because I worked really hard to get really good PT scores. I worked really hard to be a good soldier, and denying the effort that I have to put in just to be average with many of my male compatriots, like. That, that's pretty much what that does. That shuts down my accomplishments. So females in combat, I mean, we've had, uh, what, three, I think, females get the silver star in OEF, OIF. There are no front lines. Anywhere and everywhere can be a battle. We've had, um, Female snipers. We've had uh, mm-hmm. female medics going in in the middle of of gunfire, in the middle of the battle, grabbing people. You know, triaging, taking care. And, and again, this is not a statement to their inability in some sort of you know technological space. I mean, it is what it is. My- but in general, physiologically speaking, the evidence is clear that. We're not physiologically at for these requirements, we're not physiologically in the same space. And that's that's okay. I say that as someone who Literally pushed as hard as I could on my PT test. Like I was pumping out push-ups. I was running like a mofo. And I still say that it's not a shame thing.
0: And the problem I think is, is that there are places where women's characteristics do bring a benefit, mm-hmm. but unfortunately you can't just use that one benefit and then discard the rest, you know, that get in the way.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: you were saying, maybe you women might make better medics. I don't know. Maybe they're good, you know, being calm in the, in the fear of, you know, all the blood and whatever. Maybe they're good at that because they're they used to obviously if they push things out of there, you know what I mean? They probably had some feelings with that. So, but the problem is you can't just say, Oh, because they're good at that. We'll give them a rifle and let them do the rest.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, Fiona, are you
1: saying that with the uh, differences, the physiological differences that you speak of, that shouldn't hinder someone or preclude someone from going to war?
2: It should preclude on a, a, shall we say, anonymous basis. So, it really does come down to standards, which are in place for a very specific reason. Um, If I have known females that were, you know, incredibly strong, incredibly fast, incredibly capable. Um, You know, and I, if you make the standard, you make the standard. Um, But I think now we start kind of migrating into the other topic, (laughs) which is the psychology of it.
1: So would you say, and this is, you know, just to bring some uh, levity into it. Um, You're a modern day GI Jane. (laughs) One standard across the board, if you, if you, if you. If you uh, pass the standard, okay, then you're eligible, let's say, since the topic is women in combat, you're el- eligible to go to war.
2: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely.
1: I can live with that. I
0: can you know, live with I that. I can even get on board with that. I mean, yeah. that still doesn't dismiss the facts of what you talked about physiologically with, you know, certain issues that women deal with that men don't. I mean, yeah. those are still obstacles. Like, I've never been, you know, I've never worked in supply, but I've never seen, you know, those women things on the list of supplies but they have to be now Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) well they aren't i mean we actually we had to get them by ourselves you know all that is on us the military uh, that's not fair what are we talking about hygiene products and things and things and oh my when i got my issue when i i actually um my field issue for the first time in my military career i actually got issued Female type undergarments, which I'd never been issued before, I was. Having. Oh,
0: okay, right. Well, you see that that makes an interesting dynamic. Now we've got to increase the budget or add things to the. You know, so there is other impl- implications It's not that it can't be done. I'm not saying we can't do that to accommodate, but you're only accommodating for a small group of people because there aren't a whole lot of women going to combat.
2: Well, and there's, you know, it, you actually touch on a topic that has uh, discussed before with some sailors uh, that I knew. Um, females, for example, who get pregnant while they're underway or deployed to a combat zone, mm. the male doesn't have to go, but the female does. Absolutely, it is a it is a medical necessity that she is no longer in the combat zone and no longer on the ship. Not only does it cost. I, th- I think the average was like a quarter million dollars just to get her off the ship on average. But then they have to replace her with somebody else. Right. Yeah. And, and I think. Go ahead. I,
0: I would think that if, if that's a concession that the military wants to make, I think she should also be charged and dismissed from the military.
2: Usually, usually it is the case.
1: Well, okay. now, now, hold up now. I was with you guys. <laughs> but no, because like you said, now, if she's pregnant, she has to go. For medical reasons. Right, right. Now, I was like, well, why does he get to stay? Mm -hmm. Because obviously, he violated some, uh, what do they call it? Uh, General order. General order. Thank you. Right. Right? He he violated one also, but, you know i understand the medical issue with the female but i was thinking more of the violation of general order most likely number one because it's so yes. long right <laughs> and yeah, yeah so then when you say you charge her you should charge him as well oh, i agree no i agree well, yeah, yeah. And,
2: and we were talking about women
0: in combat but i agree.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah
1: i got you i got you
2: yeah my experience has always been that that it's pretty equal across the board in fact usually um i i have heard anecdotally where it has been a little more on heavily weighed on the female, but my experience has been that the male actually tends to get a bit more, um, which, I mean, I think that's entirely up to the command, but the, the rules are rules are the rules. Um, the only time they can't do anything is if the female does not give up the name of the male, which I have in fact seen.
1: Yeah, I've seen that also. All right. Yep.
0: So let's talk about the psychological side, the psycho uh, Here we go. Big words.
2: <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> that's because,
0: to be honest with you, that's where my problem lies. Um, I, I'm with you. If, if anyone can meet the standard, I don't care if you're man, woman, or a frog. I don't care. If you can meet the standard, by all means, do the job. Um, even though those other obstacles are an issue to me. But the psychological problem, and I'm not even going to pin it on the women. I'm gonna say in my experience in military, civilian, I don't care where I am, when a woman is around, men react differently. And that creates a problem. Um, And it's not always harmful in the moment, but it ends up leading to something harmful.
2: Again, I've I've spent most of my career tactical. Short as it may have been, it was was pretty much all tactical. And um, I think I I, I obviously don't know what it's like when I'm not there. (laughs) So I don't know what it's like when females aren't there. But I know um, my experience has been. I could tell
0: you, Fiona, they don't have binoculars looking at dudes in towers. (laughs) They're not disregarding their tower to look over at another tower when a dude's in it. Wait, Mike, you did that? Uh
1: no, no. I was it's another one of those moments, Jim, where I disagree with you, but then when you said that about the binoculars, I was like, Oh yeah, that's a good point. It is a distraction.
0: It is. And and I'm only saying this because if I'm being 100 percent honest, I do these things when there's no women around for so long. You know, I'm a man. A woman comes. My attention goes to the woman. I have told people for years, I probably shouldn't say it on here. But if you want to rob a bank, you just put a half naked woman in the bank because even the women will look for a minute. It's a distraction regardless. And when you are on a mission so sensitive that one distraction might get the whole unit killed, it's really not. Advisable, And of course there's other distractions. I'm not saying women are the only distraction. I'm just saying it's one that we don't, well, I don't even want to say we don't need. It, yeah, that's tough to say. Yeah, yeah that's a tough that one.
2: Be, you know, <laughs> so, so let me kind of playing on the other side. Um, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I'm a combat veteran. Um, and I think that my service was beneficial. I think that I, I served with honor and I think I contributed. Um I think what I've always said is that there's a place for everyone when it comes to this sort of thing, whether it's in the military or not, whether it's forward or not, whether it's um, at the fob or out in the middle of the sticks, uh, whatever it might be. And I think there's a time and a place for even me in any of those positions. The question really becomes standardization versus, uh, shall we say, um, unique mission requirements.
1: Mm.
2: So I have seen, I've seen missions where without females, it wouldn't have gone off. And I don't just mean, you know, uh, ones where they, you know, they had to, um, speak to, to Afghan women or something where, you know, they needed that female present. The, the female contributed in such a way that, that her, she, as a person, was, was a necessary contribution to that situation.
1: Now, was it necessary because she was a female or just a good soldier?
2: Mm-hmm. You know what,
0: soldier? You know, Mike, I just started to think about this because we had another episode that um, us going to war designed to do one thing. Why would that scenario she just brought up with women talking to Afghan women even be relevant? If we're there just to kill people, we don't need to talk to people. It's
2: another oh, topic, Jim. I know,
0: but I'm just—I just thought about that's a bullet on my list.
2: The humanitarian <laughs> mission.
1: Yeah, I, it's humanitarian, it's not war, buddy. Oh,
0: okay, all right. All right. So <laughs> we're oh, women, war, and, women in non-combat combat.
2: I'll come back. I'll come back for that one because yeah. I have a lot of humanitarian.
0: I'm all for it. But. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but I do. I do want to say that I'm not saying that. That I. I don't think. I don't think that women shouldn't be there. I'm saying that I think that it needs to be for the right reasons. And I mean that across the board. I think, mm. you know, we have selections. We have, you know, the the first week of airborne school for me back in the day was weed me out, weed every single person out. It wasn't weed out Fiona. It wasn't weed out the females. It wasn't weed out the cadets. It was weed everybody out and whoever remains deserves to be there. And, um, you know, it's part of what made me proud of being a paratrooper, you know? Right, right. So I think, I think that particularly now with the way that warfare is fought, we're no longer, you know, standing in formation, waiting for a commander to tell us to run forward with a cavalry, you know, it's much more asymmetric. Uh, hmm. I think that there is, there are unique missions, um, plentiful a, a, a plethora a plethora yeah. of unique yeah. missions that that we can serve in the question is standardization you know like right as right now all all positions are open to all females um, the except
1: for the front line meaning infantry
2: females are allowed in the infantry what in fact a uh, female just graduated um as, um, the Q course special forces Q course uh, <laughs>
1: no, okay I don't look at them as the front line
2: yeah but females are allowed that, in the infantry that's the other line they're allowed in the infantry,
1: in both the Marine Corps and the Army. Oh, okay. I did, I did not know that. That's good. There That's are good no to
2: positions
1: that
0: are close to females. See, um, I, I, did, I don't know. I, I, have, but, I just have a problem with it from, like I said, I've talked about it differently. It's not even about the capabilities. I don't know why women would take it personal that we don't want them on the front lines. I don't know why you would take that personal. Because if you assume it's because we think you can't fight or do what men do, you, you could be completely wrong. Well, I value women I don't want them on the front line. Yeah,
1: we, we discussed s- similar uh, topics yeah. before, Jim. But let me ask you this, because I've heard this in conversation. Well, if, that's, if we're a distraction, this is coming from women. If we're a distraction, isn't the problem men? Or isn't the problem the military, because they're not, you know, like training up to this war, training up on these missions. They're not including more women so men can get used to seeing women there. So isn't that more of the problem?
2: I would I would caveat with saying that the military, the military is going to create a thing, male, female, what have you, but it is a unit. And this unit has a particular psychological profile and that particular psychological profile is designed to do particular things. There's the general, you know, in the army, the general profile is that we're all infantry. So once they've done that, then they, they refine us a little bit further into our MOS training. Um, so I don't think, you know, it's kind of like walking down, um, Ruber on Fort Bragg, and I've got my Airborne wings, and I'm walking down past a bunch of 82nd guys, and I'm in 18th Airborne Corps. Um, they're gonna look down on me. I know that. I know, I already know that. <laughs> like it's gonna. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it doesn't. I'm not saying they're all doing that. But the point is that there's an arrogance that is inherent, and I think very yeah. necessary. I think that that arrogance is in fact what really helps them stay alive when the bullets are flying, because it it kind of helps them overcome. It, it gives them that an easy way to access that I'm terrified but I'm gonna keep going.
0: And and I think that's that's interesting because that goes back to what I was thinking is when Mike said that, I agree Mike, yes, it is the men's problem. But you cannot dis the fact dismiss the fact just like we spoke about the the crime on military baits. We're mm-hmm. still human. And it is a male instinct to Look at women to, you know, desire that connection. That's a male thing. So you're talking about training people to undo what's in their nature. And you can do that to an extent, but you can't keep a man in that position forever.
1: You know, well, that's where training comes, Jim. I mean, like you can't just take someone and say, "Okay, now shoot this person. No, you have to train them.
0: Right. But we don't all sit in a foxhole. 24 hours a day for every day we don't they have to give you downtime they know that because you can't just sit and focused on one thing the whole time they do try to do these things for you because they know that you can't do that as a human being
1: i truly believe if and now let's say now oh man this is going to sound so infantile if you will but um now we're used to, now we have Fiona on the show, so we, we kind of watch what we say, let's say, right? Because, mm-hmm. But once we get used to her being on the show as a female, mm-hmm. next thing you know, man, F that. F yep. that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because we're just used to it. So mm-hmm. the, the, the thing is, what I was told was, you know, they believe that the, the men are the problem or the military is the problem because they're not uh, having a lot more females included in the training. And I can see that. I,
2: so I, I agree with you, Mike. I, I I agree with you. Enculturation is a thing. And you know, I, I see it. I'm in IT and you know it's a very male-dominated, I've I've pretty much been male-dominated my entire yeah. male-dominated environments my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it takes a little bit of time, and it's it's because there is, I truly believe there is a distinction in sort of the natural Um, perception, if you will, between a female mind and a male mind. And um, I I think that is over, we can overcome it. I think that um, I have been very, very comfortable in tactical environments. In fact, I get more comfortable, you know, especially when people start getting accustomed and we start building our, our communication styles and they're relaxing and whatnot. But where I struggle is that the military is not responsible and shouldn't be responsible for anything but creating us as weapons that's that's what we do one way or another whether we are water support specialists or or you know linguists or or you know door kickers whatever it is we are a weapon of some kind and that is ultimately the military's responsibility
1: basic training
2: Exactly.
0: Well, yeah. See, I want to before we get too far off the, the path, I want to address this from the other perspective, Mike, because you're saying basically all we got to do is introduce a whole bunch of women, make it normal and everybody will accept it. But yeah. I can tell you in my personal experience on deployments that most of the women in my units, let's say we're promiscuous, um, married or not. We're very promiscuous. And that was the norm. So that became the setting and led to those scenarios that we've talked about where this guy says, well, she's over here dancing for these guys. Why can't I? And then next thing you know, we've got a a whole case going on because somebody thought that that was the norm. So you got to be very careful about what you're talking about the norms are.
2: Well, and I think that that kind of touches, you know, one of the things that I, you know, we each know is that you go to a unit, you're going to get one of two labels. You're you're promiscuous or pardon my language but you're a bitch it's right. one of the two
1: so if you didn't uh, say it i was going to say it,
2: yeah. <laughs> like, Let's just go for
0: it. She, she used the polite word for promiscuous but yeah i yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Her. a bitch
2: <laughs> so i'm trying to be nice to the to the watching group the yeah, audience yep. here um, so you know it, it's one of two things and i think we can i can sit here and i can say hey that hurts my feelings i think that's crappy it is ultimately it's stupid it's ridiculous it's stupid But what I'm not, what I'm, what I am failing to do is to adapt to an existing culture. There is an exist. Now, I'm not saying I should go out and, you know, be promiscuous or I should go out and do one or the other. What I'm saying is that there, there is a communication issue that yes, there are total assholes that are just chauvinist. I remember I went to PLDC with one of them. He was just Mm -hmm. like why are you doing this? It is the stupidest thing in the world. But for the vast majority of guys, um, my experience has been that they, they have, they are the majority and the majority kind of sets the culture. It that's a natural, you know, flow of humanity already yeah. sets the culture. And we come in and we kind of naturally just by being here, pull at the equal equilibrium. And then we say, well, I don't like the responses I'm getting, you know, and I'm not saying necessarily it's it's that they called me a bitch or they called me a a hoe or whatever. It's it's I said a thing and I expected them to be to say, you know, well, that's great. And instead they said, called me an an MF or and, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm out, you know, well, you've got to adapt to the culture because they're not they're not actually treating you any different than they would treat anybody else but you're Mm -hmm. interpreting it differently because you aren't that person and you're expecting people to treat you in a way that that makes sense to you.
0: Like we've heard that some of our female guests. Yeah. Now
1: let me ask you this, Fiona, not Jim. Uh, (laughs) And I I hate to resort to movies because we know this fictional or whatever, but GI Jane, I know you've seen it, right? Mm -hmm. The first time she walked into the mess hall. And all the and all the whistles and everything. I think that's what you're referring to you you, uh, you were injected into this culture. you have to expect that, even though it's wrong. You you know? know
2: even more so, I would say it's understanding and taking that. like if she had turned around and just owned it and been like, I know y'all are just jealous.
1: Yeah, guys yeah. Would
2: have totally reacted differently. Yeah. It would have been, there would have been so much more acceptance. And I'm not saying that you have to be, you know, them. What I'm saying is that there's an existing culture that is expecting communication in a particular way. And we come in and we don't understand it. Well, let's, and can so, we, sorry, I'm can so, we tie I totally that, stepped on you, Mike.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. You're absolutely right. I agree. Can we tie that to the physiological thing, though? And like you said, so here are these men who feel like they've, done this this feat by doing all these things and their perception has always been well women have a lower scale they don't have to do it so then you walk in and you're you're among them and it's not that they want to say that you're less than them but literally if you look at the standards you've achieved less than them even though in your mind you've overworked and done way more than than you ever would have imagined but in their mind they're like you didn't do what i did and you're here too i mean there's gonna be some resentment to that
2: so i speaking Fiona, the female combat vet, I'm actually going to claim it right now. And I'm going to say that having a different standard has probably been the most segregating thing in my military career, honestly. And it's because I know right off the bat that even though I know that that standard was set for biological reasons, it means that I did not do the thing and it creates a lot of hardship and a lot of, of of distinction between the groups. I can see Mike he's like I have a thing I got to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she knows, she knows
1: me and this this has nothing to do with a a physical standard. But remember how she cut her hair is one mm-hmm. standard. Right? So as I Look amongst the three of us, if there was a standard and we all wanted to join this group, Jim and I would be like, okay, I got about mm, quarter inch of hair, no problem. Fiona over here, she has about three feet, you know what I
0: mean? <laughs> It'd be really hard for her to grow this, though. That's yeah, way. that's true, too. <laughs> we might have to shave ours. But that's yeah. what we did. we did, we shaved ours. So.
1: Right, <laughs> to, to go inside this group, right, mm-hmm. to join this group. So, They create a standard saying, oh, she's a female, so she doesn't have to. Is that okay? (sighs)
2: So (laughs) (laughs) that gets into into the I think actually the root of the question, which is um, what is a soldier? What is a sailor? Mm, What is a marine and what is an airman? You know, Um, the the. AR 670-1 Army Regulation 670-1 mm-hmm. Everyone on here knows what that is That's our, yes. our, our wear and dress Of the, the uniform um, it, uh, it Has very special Requirements for females um, For example, male the male uniform It says, here's your spacing Here's how far it needs to be off seams, off you go Whereas the females is based on the contours Of the female mm-hmm. body So right. um, Additionally, and this may have changed what I was in, uh, we had to maintain a feminine appearance and it wasn't that we had to look girly. It's that we, we couldn't have, we couldn't, um, we couldn't have our heads shaved, for example, that was actually against regulation. Um, so the question, the question becomes, what do we really consider soldiers? Do mm. we consider soldiers to be individuals? You know, is there, is there a female soldier and a male soldier? Are you a person when you're out of duty? Um, and, you know, ultimately you think in the in the 50s, they didn't wear civilian clothes. They put their uniform on, they went out, and they wear their uniform, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and Air 670-1 applies to us 24-7 when we're we're on active service. But does it really? Like, I wear my hair now, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So if I say, hey, to join this group here, I have to cut my hair and it has to match yours whether I want it to or not. That's a statement. It's a statement about what we are, what we expect each in each part, each each um, member of this group to be. And um, I think that's really the big question we're asking right now is Is
0: go ahead isn't there another other angle to that? Like the hair, like, what is the purpose? Like, why do we cut our hair? They are, I mean, I know they used to tell me for years that you don't have facial hair, so you can have this, the proper seal on your your protective mask. Well, if that's the case, then how come these guys get exemptions when they get the bumps? You know, they get these bumps. So you want them to die? Uh, like, I don't get it. So (laughs) if there's not a purpose for it, if it's just conforming, yeah. then maybe we can we can address that. But if there's an actual purpose, underlying purpose, why you don't have long hair? Because uh, it could come loose and get caught in trees. And, you know what I mean? Like, if there's a purpose for it, then I, I can get behind that.
1: Yeah, the purpose is always though. hygiene. Though. The purpose is always hygiene.
2: My long hair, the purpose of not having a shaved head is to uh, have maintain a feminine appearance. That is yeah. the purpose, which means that philosophically speaking ideologically speaking the army is saying that part of ar67-1 is to maintain a particular ideal a, a visual standard of what we have deemed to be appropriate and that's the that's the purpose and whether it matters or not is totally subjective it really comes down to um I think it comes down to the overall ideal, uh, you know, philosophy. I mean, I think I remember—I can't remember which country it was—but I remember seeing a country, one of the, one of our allied nations, and the females had some had long hair, but some had completely shaved heads. Um, and I, um, the the females. The f- four females, I think that graduated ranger school last year, the year before or something, Mm -hmm. they completely shaved their heads too, GI Jane style. Right. And um, it, it really changes the philosophy. It changes what we're saying about the individual. What is the real importance here? Me maintaining long ish hair, even if it's pixie cut, so it looks feminine has an intention. And the intention is that we maintain a particular ideal. Me shaving my head and not having those standards and saying, hey, all of you have to look the same means we don't care if you're male, female, you know, a monkey, whatever. If you make the standards the way you're supposed to and you don't have these particular obstacles that we cannot overcome, good on you. So, right. I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily against that. Uh, personally, I like... Being, I like the ability to maintain the feminine aspect of myself.
1: Are you speaking about now or even when you were a combat? in combat. Okay.
2: And I was totally gung ho, totally gung ho. Right. But I still, you know, it, it's hard to explain to someone who's never had to. Give up their femininity, and there are mm-hmm. times when I had to. Absolutely, when I've been out in the in the field for five days and am I am smelling in a way that I literally had to throw away items of clothing.
0: Oh yeah, there was oh, just yeah. no
2: getting over it.
0: Yeah, Mike, Mike does it now.
2: Oh yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we might end up Having to have A whole nother round Of this stuff Because we're pushing The limits here So Wow <laughs> I mean Good oh, this conversation is a big No it is though it, Yeah we may have to just yeah. Have a whole another episode Of this and that No one.
1: because we talked Last time Fiona We talked about it It was three guys Talking about Like uh, women in combat And It just didn't feel right you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I
1: get it. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it because now I'm hearing it from the female uh, perspective, and I like that. Right. You know? So
0: let's, let's close this up. But let's before we close this up, let's get a, a stance, Mike. Uh, women in combat? Yes or no? I say yes. How about you, Fiona?
2: <laughs> I. <Ice. laughs> abstain. Yeah, I'm going to abstain because I, I think it's a. Uh... Circumstantial.
0: Uh, and I say, because <laughs> of those circumstances, I say no. I wow, say, three steps. Yes. Oh, God. I okay. Say no. Because of those circumstances, I, I have to. But, anyways, let's move on to our favorite segment called Pull the Pin Ready, because sometimes these can even get long. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. A place where we just vent on something we don't like uh, in society or around this. And, uh, Mike, you got something? Yes, pick me. Pick me. Go ahead,
1: pick Mike. Me. Go ahead, Mike. I really don't have anything. <laughs> Somebody got to pull the pin on that. But no, uh, I I will pull the pin on this. You know, and it's about COVID and our society and how, you know, we're starting to open things up, close them back down, open things up. We're starting to, trying to return to some semblance of normalcy, if you will, right? And we went to a restaurant, I'm not going to name it, but it was IHOP. And um, we went there, and I went to the restroom, and it said max capacity one. (laughs) It had two stalls and a separate urinal. So I'm like, really? Only one person can be in here at a time? You know, it's like, you know, if you're going to open up a little bit, then I don't know. It's just... uh, (laughs) <laughs> why? You know, why? We should be able to determine the six feet rule. Right. You know, we've been doing this for quite a while now. So it's like, you know, I just want to pull the pin on it. Yo, you guys are getting a little bit too extreme on this stuff. So, no.
0: You know, Mike, let us live a
2: little bit. Slippery slope. I,
0: I know. I Mike know. Never, Mike <laughs> never likes to poop alone. So that's a real problem.
2: <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to poop and i hate when I him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm that's my
1: pull to pin jim all
0: right i'll go first give fiona the chance to think of hers although she probably already got it. i'm gonna go um next uh i don't know what they're called what, maybe one of you guys can help me out probably leaning toward fiona because mike probably not you know you know those those things where they call strainers you know how you make the spaghetti and you put it in you you, you drain yeah, the water strainers. Th- yeah,
2: strainers, strainers. yeah strainers
0: yeah like have you ever tried to hand wash these things
2: <laughs> I literally just did that before the before we were on here. Like, That's I'm, I'm, spaghetti.
0: I'm sitting here like thinking to myself, this is designed for water to flow through. <laughs> so if I try to wash it, where's the water going? It's flowing through. Like I literally flip it from side to side, just pushing the stuff to each side. I'm like, this is insane. Like, how do you You, you know the
2: water is to- for rinsing, right?
0: Yeah, but I mean your soap. The, yeah, soap, the soap
2: can stay on there. We're,
0: we're right, that's fine. But I soak it all I want, but, but then you still put it under the water to get the soap out. strainer. <laughs> like, how do you get all the? It's almost like you have to go over every little corner of it. It's 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 insane. Like insane. Like but they have disposable it. strainers or something. I don't know.
2: Disposable strainers.
1: Disposable yeah. strainer. Okay.
0: Yeah. Like, trademark. Much. Trademark. I'm pulling the strainers and washing hand washing strainers.
2: <laughs> All right It's on you Fiona <laughs> oh, God. Okay So I, I kind of actually I did think of mine um, I realized tonight As I Sat down to do our episode um, I, I happened across um, We were watching Mandalorian I don't know if you know about Know about this but Wait uh, wait, wait 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 This is the way This is the way. (laughs) The shock trooper, the female Gina something, uh, she is a large, some amount of people, enough that it's made its rounds across social media, have demanded her removal from the show because she stated her opinion on COVID and a couple other things. So they're talking about. In real life. In real life. Okay. Cancel culture. Cancel culture. And it occurred to me. Here I am like, oh, my gosh, this could actually hit home, like coming on and just speaking my mind and what I think and just having this conversation could actually impact my ability to feed my kids.
0: Yeah, Uh, I'm glad you said it.
2: Oh my gosh, it made me so angry So angry So I'm pulling the pin on cancel culture I'm glad
0: you said that We we have some friends in our inner circle (laughs) Who feel that None of this stuff will come to them Because it's not a big deal But ultimately it will be on your porch Or in your backyard at some point So stop pretending it doesn't exist I'm glad you said that
2: Absolutely, absolutely So, you know, this is Speak your mind, everybody. Say what you're going to say, because as long as we continue to open our mouths,
0: they stop, can't get us all. And stop That's being, right. And stop being a digital Karen. <laughs> That's
2: right. For real. Grow up. Grow up. I'd like to see Karen's manager.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably Karen
2: it's
1: probably the super, yeah. <laughs> super carry, yeah.
0: you can't assume it's a man because you know let would be sexist that's Anyways, right well, yeah. that, that is all the time we have for this episode we <laughs> hope you enjoy we had to say we hope you come back for the next one until then godspeed and pull the pin